0: All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you for just the the very tangible sense that you're among us this morning, that your heart is connecting with our heart and the fabric of our heart is being transformed by the power of your heart. And we welcome you to continue to do this right now, Lord, as we spend time in the Scriptures. And we ask that as we do this that you would um, not just inform our heart but um inform our head too god and and then inform our lifestyle but let it be in that order we pray god hit our heart with your love transform our thinking about who you are and your kingdom and lord by the power of your generous spirit change the way we live for the, for the glory of Jesus and for the well-being of people. In your name we pray, God. Amen. Amen. Alrighty, well, <clears throat> um, I, wa- I want to continue to press into the whole area this morning of, of, of the idea of belonging. and um, But before we get there, I've got three amazing... Uh, young people in my household, 16, nearly 13 in a few days time and, uh, and one that just turned 10 and um, three amazing people and sometimes these three amazing people that live in my house, <clears throat> sometimes they sort of do things that I kind of scratch my head and I kind of go what? Um, why, would you, why would you act like that? I was like why would you do that you know Um, and yet um, you know uh, you know sometimes you might even had experiences like this you might have been down at you know Woolworths or out and about and then you see this family unit over there and and their kids are like just like running amok and you go, the, the sort of the thing that you hear spill out of yourself and or the others around you is like, whose children are they? Would you check out how they're behaving? Now, a lot of the time, we want to connect belonging to a family with behaviour. When in fact, behaviour's got absolutely nothing to do with belonging. My, my three amazing children in my home my three amazing children in my home belong to me because they're from me irrespective of how they behave they're from me they're from nicole and i they are the fruit of our marriage they they are from us so irrespective of how they behave they belong and, and when it comes to the kingdom of God and when it comes to belonging to God and belonging to the church and belonging to the purposes of the vision of Jesus in the earth, behavior is never primary. This is why Jesus said in John chapter 3 to um, Nicodemus in the middle of the night, When Nicodemus came to see him, Jesus said, well, Nicodemus, you must be born again. It's as simple as that. It's not about behavior. You just need to be born into who you are always meant to belong to, which is the the great high God who's now revealing himself to you through Jesus right in front of him. See, behavior flows from belonging. And when it comes to... Um, being a family your family not because you behave like family your family because you're of each other and ultimately because we all belong to Jesus that's why we are the church because we belong to Jesus we are not the church because we behave right now behavior we'll talk about soon flows from belonging it flows from belonging you must be born again you must be grafted into the reality of jesus and out of who he is our lives get changed and if you haven't had a chance to listen last sunday night um, on soundcloud you can dial in on soundcloud and and listen to it streaming last sunday night bruce the wild man dixon over here he did a wonderful message about how the love of god the father is transformed his life it was a really powerful message. You need to download it and listen to it. So just go to soundcloud.com.au or.com and, and down Vineyard Pine Rivers and listen to it. It was a wonderful message about how Bruce's life has been transformed because he's been more and more connected and grafted into his Father in Heaven through Jesus. And it's changed the way he chooses to live it was a wonderful story so get on to it alright make sure you get in there and have a listen to it but fam- my kids are born of me they are and this is a crazy month for us at Delaney Central because we have three party well three in our family we have and then we have two others or three others in immediate in, in, in-law families as well it's like by the end of August we are totally partied out <laughs> we're caked out we're partied out we're, and we're a couple of kilos heavier but it's in this crazy month of August that we realise we're family, no matter how we're behaving, no matter how we're treating each other. And there's strain. we're like any other family. We've got strained relationships. We don't understand each other. Why would they choose to do that? I don't know. But, you know, there's all the realities of relationship. But we belong to each other. Now over the years here at the Vineyard, we've worked really hard to contend with spiritual dynamics and people's opinions that have wanted to make belonging to church about behaviour and ritual. Man, we've had to work hard to continue to keep that thing in its right and proper place. In its right and proper place rather than Uh, You know, while that stuff's been pushing hard, we've worked very hard at making sure the central reality of this place is no one less than the person of Jesus, the Son of God. Sometimes people have said over the years, gosh, you know, haven't you played that record enough? No, you can never play that record enough. You can never play that record enough. When it comes to belonging to us here at the church, in the church at in Pine Rivers, uh, at Vineyard Pine Rivers, we want to really continue to be on guard against those works that want to make it about everything else other than Jesus. Now, last week together we looked at the, the first chapter of the book of Colossians, and if you have your Bible, I want you to get it open or open your app. Your Bible app on your phone or whatever on your smartphone, and we're gonna we're gonna read Colossians two in a minute. But just bef- before I invite Pete Pete Price Davies to come up and 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 um, read that to us, let me just set the scene for you again. If you weren't here last week, now Paul, as he's writing this, it's it's um, he's under he's under house arrest, and he's writing to um, a number of churches. In, in a particular region and um, he's writing because there seems to be these dynamics that are creeping into the life and witness of the church that are very poisonous and he, he goes after these three things aggressively to tear them down and rip them out of the life of the church so that it could be a church centered on Jesus and belonging to him and connecting to him. And the three things, who can remember the three things that we, we tackled last week? The first one was, can anyone just spit one out at me? Just let me, let me know if we're even... Uh, well, that n- no, I, I love you, but no. <laughs> I love you, but no. That's not one of the three things that Paul was tackling in this letter. Gnosticism was one of them. Now, Gnosticism, let me just quickly recap that for you, is the idea of elite or special knowledge. And um, there was these people um, running around the fringes of the church having these what you would call special revelations of God. Now, there's nothing wrong with any of that. We completely promote all of that. Go and have these massively ecstatic encounters with the living God and receive revelation from him. But what happened was, as people were doing that, they were then starting to rank themselves according... Well, I've had a way more amazing revelation of Jesus than he has or she has, and you... You don't have that secret knowledge that I have, so therefore, I'm more special than you. And so, that this is Gnosticism. It, 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 I've got elite special knowledge that you haven't had the encounter of, you poor thing. There, maybe one day, if you work at it, maybe if you get a bit more religious, uh, then you might have one of those experiences, and then we'll be on the same playing field. But until that day. I'm up here and you're down there that's how it works that's how gnosticism works okay now while we talk about it as a um a dynamic it's actually a very aggressive spirit and i'll talk about that in a minute okay so gnosticism is one who can remember another one yes the other thing that paul was attacking was getting saved through ritual and legal behavior in other words paul was saying there's this thing creeping around the church of jesus and it's it's wanting to make salvation all about making sure we do our rituals right and that we are you know well like Paul um, right, right you know in his old thinking was hey listen if you want to have a game of who's righteous and who's not I got you I got your hands down there I'm more righteous than you'll ever be I'm born on the eighth day of this from that tribe and I've done been to that school and I've got all this knowledge so Paul will win that argument every time so ritualism and legalism was the other thing Who can remember the third thing that Paul was attacking and going after? This one is, what was that? Yes, Paul was attacking the idea that Jesus was a God, not the God. Okay, so these are the three things that Paul's dealing with as he writes this message now i'm going to invite peter to come on up and he's going to read colossians chapter 2 for us so if you grab your bibles there come on up peter and read
1: that for us thanks mate so paul continues in chapter 2 i want you to know how much i am struggling for you and for those in laodicea and for all who have not met me personally my purpose is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of god namely christ in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge I tell you this so that no one may deceive you by fine-sounding arguments. For although I am absent from you in body, I am present with you in spirit and delight to see how orderly you are and how firm your faith in Christ is. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy which depends on human tradition and the basic principles of this world rather than on Christ. For in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. And you have been given fullness in Christ, who is the head over every power and authority. Wow, that verse, that verse, those verses. In him you are also circumcised in the putting off of the sinful nature, not with the circumcision done by the hands of men, but with the circumcision done by Christ, having been buried with him in baptism and raised with him through your faith in the power of God, who raised him from the dead. When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your sinful nature, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins, having cancelled the written code with its regulations that was against us and that stood opposed to us. He took it away, nailing it to the cross. Hmm. Do not let anyone who delights in false humility and the worship of angels disqualify you for the prize. Such a person goes into great detail about what he has seen and his unspiritual mind puffs him up with idle notions. He has lost connection with the head from whom the whole body supported and held together by its ligaments and sinews grows as God causes it to grow. Since you died with Christ to the basic principles of this world why as though you still belong to it do you submit to its rules do not handle do not taste do not touch these are all destined to perish with use because they are based on human commands and teachings. Such regulations indeed have an appearance of wisdom with their self-imposed worship their false humility and their harsh treatment of the body, but they lack any value in restraining sensual indulgence. Thanks.
0: Thanks, Pete. I love it when you read read the scriptures like that and then all of a sudden you're you're reading it, but Peter had one of those moments where it's like, oh, wow. Wow. It's like this, this. This is how the. This is what it's like when the Holy Spirit is is bringing revelation from the Scriptures to you. You just have these, oh wow, moments. I mean, that's about as full on as it gets. But you know, if you actually and you had time and you're in your own personal devotional space, what you would do at a moment like that is you would stop there. And you would like camp there, <laughs> and you just go what do you want to show me about who you are in this moment God that that, don't don't skip past those you know one of those moments one of the things this is all side note one of the things that I do a lot is is I have this you know I have this devotional reading plan but then I get like well I've got to read these four passages today and if I don't do it in the next half hour i'm not going to get back to it because my day is going to get crazy and i get all worried and um because i have this bible tracker that tells me when i'm not keeping up <laughs> and anyway it starts terrorizing me and uh, and i miss those oh wow moments it's okay just like stop in those oh wow moments Alrighty. and and then i also have discovered in my bible reading plan i have this function that if i miss a day I can go and hit this button and then it recalibrates my year so that I actually haven't missed a day and then I can be on track. So don't worry about it, okay guys? You, 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 it's all good. But hang out in those oh wow moments. There's there's a lot of good stuff going on. So so we've we've recapped and you know, as Peter was just reading Colossians chapter two, you can you can hear Paul going after these things that we've mentioned. Um, and he he was going after them but now did you hear his heart did you hear paul's passion coming out in, in his activity he says look my purpose is that they would be encouraged in heart and united in love so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of god namely christ in other words there is no greater revelation than jesus He is the fullness. And he goes on about the fullness of the deity of God was in Christ. He's saying this is it. This is the fullness of the revelation. It is this person, the Son of God, Jesus Christ. It's it's in him that all the mysterious Gnostic knowledge finds its truth. It's, it's, It's in him. All that sort of Gnostic revelation stuff should lead people to him it's all about jesus but paul's heart it's a one it's just it's beating strong did you hear his heart did you see the picture of a people that he was starting to articulate as you're listening to the scripture a people who would be encouraged in heart a people who would be united in love this is this, paul has this picture This is what it looks like when there's this people in the earth, the church, fully belonging to God in Christ. They're these people who, no matter where they go, they are these ones that bring encouragement. They are these ones that bring this, this love of God that helps bring order and sense to our life and our relationship with God and each other. This is what belonging to Jesus releases. And belonging to Jesus, it gives birth to in and through Jesus' people, through the church. Encouragement and united love. Um, Paul there, he gives a few little practical tips there on you know how to go about doing that. Stay, stay in him. Be built up in him. Be rooted and built up in him. If, if, if you kind of break those, that, that scripture down there, verses 6 and 7, that whole idea of continuing to live in him, the, 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 the tense is, um, the, of that sentence structure is it's already complete, fully done. Fully done. That's the tense of what it means to continue in what has already been completely established. It's done. Continue to live in him, in what is done. In other words, you're not missing out by looking around him. You're not missing out on a life by trying to look over him or under him or around him or to another so-called source of life. It's all done. Paul's talking to these people that, are going, that have been looking at other streams and philosophies and wisdoms of the world and human traditions and religious practices that try and discipline the body and be hard on you but in the end prove worthless. Don't carry on with all that nonsense. It's fueled by demons and dark power, which we'll touch on in a minute. The basic principles of this world. Don't go there. Don't live there. It's, it's all done in Christ. Live in the bounty of who he is. All the treasures and riches of God are in him. But then, So that's all done. And, but then he goes on, rooted and built up in him, that's actually, the tense that he uses in there is, that's an ongoing work. So it's all done, but it's ongoing and ongoing. That's why some days it feels like I could conquer the world. My faith is like buoyant. I don't care what demon, I don't care what circumstance confronts my life and circumstance. I am on fire. And then by morning tea time, you're a quibbling mess, going, oh God, how are we going to get through this? Because it's an ongoing work. But that's how that dynamic plays out in us as we're trying to follow Christ and grow up into him in maturity. It's like, I've got it. I am, it's all done. I'm going to walk in the all done, the all ready, the all done. And then all of a sudden I find myself in a space of going, oh my gosh, it doesn't feel like it's all done anymore. In our marriages in our parenting in our use of resources and economics the way we treat our the people in the gym that we work out next to all that it's an ongoing work being rooted and built up now jb before he left and went to um, melbourne he and naomi and the kids went to melbourne to lead the church down there at westgate and they send their love they're having a great time down there and um, now he gave a message just as he was leaving here he says where does most growth occur it happens in the context of well he was talking about because he's a you know a bit of a fit, fit guy we all know that about jb but that 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 muscle growth comes in the context of resistance growth maximum growth happens in the context of resistance when it comes to bodybuilding or getting your body in shape or whatever same deal in in terms of following christ have you ever noticed that when you die i mean this may be i I know it's not just my story but you know those seasons in your life where you just go all right god i'm all in and then it's like all hell breaks loose that's because that is our context a couple of weeks back David gave a message about war and peace. That is our context. It is a constant being rooted and built up. God is wanting to engage you in the face of spiritual opposition, relational conflict, economic hardships, and he's wanting to say, now, let's grow some kingdom faith here. See, that's where the advancing edge of God is in our lives. It's where the darkness is ruling. That's where God says, all right, let's go there. Let's tackle that. That anxiety, that fear, that depression, that wrong worldview and thinking, that mistrust of people and God. That's where God wants to do it. That's where he wants to build you up in him so that our faith in him is strengthened. Even as you're taught, and then overflowing with thankfulness. Live in him. Be built up in him. Be strengthened in your faith by living in him and allowing him to take you into the hard places. And see his glorious kingdom manifest there. Be encouraged. Invest in your relationship with Jesus. And you won't be a cup half empty person and you won't be a cup half full person. You'll actually be an overflowing person. I just want to put a third category in there. All right. Worldly wisdom says there's only two. Well, actually, scripture says there's a third. And the third is overflow. Overflow. Hello? Overflow, people. The hallmark of a Jesus-centered church is overflow. Overflowing with thankfulness. That idea of thankfulness is, is this idea of like continual gratitude. In fact, it's it's this intentional posture. It's not a fleeting thought or feeling. It's actually because I have met the reality of Jesus, who in him holds all the wisdom and treasure of heaven and earth. Because I have met him, my life has been reorientated to the reality of who he is. That's what it means to repent, change the way you think and look at God and life, and reorientate yourself according to the lordship of God. In Christ it's a continual posture that's our posture now the enemy he will work hard to try and get you to not live in that posture now I'm sure we all know about that he's relentless that's his job <laughs> he's disgruntled he's upset he knows his days are numbered he knows he's going to be spending eternity in the outer darkness And he's grumpy and wants to take as many people out as he can with him. But the ones he wants to tackle first are the Jesus people. Why? Because if the Jesus people are overflowing, more and more people will be drawn up into Jesus. And the enemy can't stand that. That puts a stink up his nose. That's why to some we smell like life and to others we smell like death. It's because the enemy's got a stink about who we are. Overflow is meant to be the hallmark of a Jesus-centred church. That's our posture. That's our leaning. When times are hard, how are we leaning? Well, I'm postured in thankful gratitude to Christ. Why? Not because I'm in an economically sound or smooth place. I'm not postured to him because I'm living in the fullness of moving in the power of the Holy Spirit and seeing every person I pray for healed. I'm not living posture to him because of that. I'm living posture to him because he has captured me. He has captured me. And I didn't invite him into my life. I did not invite him into my life. He actually broke into my life and then said, Give me your life, let's kill it, and I'll give you mine. Galatians 2.20. You remember that one? That's my favorite scripture. That's where we live. That's why we're postured to him. Not because we feel like, it's because he's grabbed a hold of us. He's taken our godless, selfish, self-focused, broken, pitiful life, and he's killed it. He's killed it. Praise God for that. We don't have to live in those old rags or thinking anymore. And he has through baptism, as Paul says, through baptism, through the surrender by faith, grafting ourselves into the death of Christ, we come up as this new creation and we get to now. It's done and we're being strengthened in it every day. That's, that's, that's how we live. Did you know that? <laughs> That's how we live. We are meant to be the people of the overflow. We have worked hard here at Vineyard Pine Rivers for this to be a place of overflow. It's one of the distinguishing realities of this place that even when we think we don't have enough, aha. Uh-huh, we are postured to the one who says there's overflow in me. That's who we're postured to. Healings we haven't seen that healing yet, Lord. We're postured to you there is there is generous healing in your kingdom. Where we are grateful for what we have seen and yet we long for more, bring your kingdom, Lord. That's how we're postured. If you haven't had that healing breakthrough yet, don't let your sickness determine your posture. Let the one who came from heaven and revealed the Father's love to you. Be the one that says, keep looking at me, hold on to me. And don't trust in like the idea that you've got to go somewhere and get some sort of a mystical experience for it to happen. You don't. It's all there in Jesus. Wow. I'm having a wow moment, Pete. (laughs) I'm having a wow moment. (laughs) we are the people of overflow overflowing in signs and wonders healings, freedom, deliverance salvations, mercy generosity this is the Jesus centered church and that's who we are here at Vineyard Pine Rivers let me quickly tell you the enemy agenda behind the heresies that Paul's attacking is a spiritual power that's at work because that's our context. We live and breathe walking with Jesus as, and I know it's hard to think like this, but we've got to stop thinking about me or individualism. We need to think us, because Paul's writing to us as the people of God in the earth, and it's in the us that we discover who I am. The moment we want to make it about me, and they're not (laughs) behaving like I want, we actually begin to fall foul of the enemy's work, and I'll touch on that here. We live in a context of kingdom conflict, of the inbreaking love and power of God's reign through Christ into this realm of the earth, where, as Scripture tells us, Satan is prince. He has authority to be about his business But Jesus has made a way and continues to break through that with the reality of his kingdom. And we see that behind these three heresies is a spiritual power that Paul is also addressing. So you can know how to pray. You can know when this stuff starts to rear its ugly head, both at you and even in you and in those around us. We see in Colossians 2.16 and 18... The enemy work is manifest in these things. Let me just read read verse 16 to you again. Therefore, do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink or with regard to a religious festival or by what clothing you wear or by the amount of money you earn or by the car you drive or the church you attend. I mean, if you just don't let anyone judge you. Now, that whole idea of judge, in the Greek, krino, means to pronounce an opinion over you or to govern over you or preside over you as if they're the judge or the ruling authority over your life. So don't let anyone do that to you. And on the flip side, don't you do it either. Don't let anyone do it to you, but don't you do it either. There's meant to be these people that walk through the earth, the Jesus people, who walk through the earth as these people that go, I don't care where you're from, I don't care how you cut your hair, I don't care what gear you wear, I don't care whether or not you drive this car or that or you live in that suburb or this suburb, they are irrelevant, completely. If that's the way we're going to live our life, we have missed The good news. We've missed it. The good news has got absolutely nothing to do with it. It's got everything to do with the fact that Jesus is Lord. And everyone can belong because of Jesus. Not our behavior. Not our ritualism. Not our legalism. Not our, you name it. don't let anyone judge you and don't you judge others that's what you you know that's the work of the holy spirit when he drills down into us and goes you gotta stop thinking like that about people stop looking through that lens who are you and i to place opinion over others the only opinion that we should place over others the only opinion Is the opinion of the Father through Jesus Christ, who says, I love everyone and I want the world to be saved through my Son. That is the opinion that we release over others, no matter how they're behaving. Hello? It's so interesting. You know, I talk to so many people that don't go to a church or they won't belong to a church or they've been church hurt, and it's because of this rubbish. We've fallen foul of the dynamics of the spirit of the air, of judgment. It's okay, Sarah. Love you. This, this demonic power, and we just wash you clean of that. We wash you clean of it. It's because so many people feel judged and presided over and opinioned over. It's okay, sir. It's all right. Just be at peace, darling. Just be at peace. It's okay. We just let your heart know you're welcome, and we love you. Don't let anyone judge you, and don't rule over others stop ruling over others with the way you think i mean not even just christians i mean anyone stop ruling over them it's not our place to be king we we gave that up when jesus killed our old life and gave him gave us his life jesus is lord remember jesus is lord in 2.18 there, he also goes on, let me just read it to you. He says, don't let anyone who delights in false humility and the worship of angels disqualify you for the prize. It's that whole Gnostic thing going on. That disqualification, it means to be like an umpire. But the, the actual um, work of the umpire in this sense is not a neutral umpire that's just trying to hold the, hold the, you know, the, um, the rules in play this umpire is ruling looking for when you get it all wrong disqualified i saw that thought out you're disqualified that is the demonic power at work that paul's talking about here disqualification these are two very strong spiritual powers mate these things are alive and well, and they're aggressive in our communities, in our workplaces, and they're aggressive in, our, in the body of Christ all over the planet. Judgment and disqualification. And I'm telling you, we won't have a bar of it here. We won't. We never have, and we never will. As much as that stuff wants to try and find home, In good people trying to follow Jesus. Don't let anyone judge you. And don't you judge them. Don't let the demonic disqualify you for the prize of Christ and be like an umpire. And don't you be like one either. Don't agree with his power and begin moving in that same spirit. Judgment and disqualification... there's a there's a simple little litmus test if you want to know if it's going on around or in your own life it's how how deeply do you believe that you belong to jesus and to the church and to his cause in the earth Now, that's only something that you can do in the privacy of your own conversation with the Lord. These spirits are hard at work, attacking the idea of belonging. We are the people of Jesus. Some of you may remember my... I'm going to finish up here... Um, Everyone okay? You all okay?
1: Good. Good.
0: When Jesus first asked Nicole and I, and I've shared this a number of times, and I share it again with purpose, when we became the lead pastors of this church, number of years back now Jesus appeared to me and he stood in front of me with his back to me and he turned over his right shoulder and he looked at me straight in the eyes you know that look when someone looks you straight in the eyes and you're kind of like what's coming next <laughs> he looked me straight in the eyes And at that, he had fully grabbed the attention of everything in me. And he said, very short, sharp, and to the point, he said, two things, Kirk, stay close and keep up. That's it. That's my assignment. That is my assignment in this life. That is my assignment as the senior pastor of this church. That's my assignment every day in all my decisions stay close and keep up and to do that you know what i have to do i actually have to continue to behold him i have to choose to be continually postured to with gratitude thanking him that he's grabbed a hold of my life and saved me forever i share that because that's the kind of church we are we're a church that beholds jesus and we saw that in our worship this morning. The more we just centered on loving Jesus and honoring him and declaring his lordship and his name, the more the tangible presence of God just seemed to like fill the room. It was wonderful. And he's still doing stuff in the room too. But we have a wonderfully rich history here at the vineyard and an amazing heritage of being a Jesus-centred church that overflows with thanksgiving. We also have a wonderful history of many works and attempts of the enemy of Jesus and the enemy of us with spiritual assaults that come in the form of judgment and disqualification. We don't hold that work against any brother or sister we hold it against the source through whom it comes we hold it against the enemy remember a couple of weeks back we gave that message the enemy is the enemy (laughs) your brother or sister is not the enemy even though sometimes they behave like it we squarely hold the enemy responsible for the enemy's activity this work we declare of the enemies in this season of judgment and disqualification, yet again we declare that this work is unacceptable and unwelcome here at the Vineyard. And we call each of ourselves, even you and me, we call each other afresh to declaring again that we are the people of overflow. Overflow. We have met with the risen Christ. The overflow. That's who we are at Vineyard Pine Rivers. That's what we want to be. That's what what we will do with every church we plant and every person we send on assignment, with every act of mercy, with every demon that gets cast out with every healing that takes place, with every financial challenge and circumstance, overflow. We are the people of overflow. And guess what? Everyone, everyone is welcome. Everyone. Praise God for that. But I do want to pray this morning. That our hearts might be bare towards the Lord. That our hearts might be revealed to the Lord. And that he will show us where both we have been the recipient of disqualification and judgment and where we have, in fact, agreed with the work of the enemy and judged and disqualified others. Something happened as I was talking just before, and um, um, where I mentioned that you know Jesus didn't come into my life, and I was talking with our youth the other Friday night, they invited me to come along and I shared with them and um, and I know that of recent times a number of people have met Jesus here for the first time. and in meeting Jesus, he invites us into a relationship with him as saviour and lord not just saviour but saviour and lord you can have relationship with him as just saviour if that's where you want to keep it but he has so much more if you'll just allow him to be king and as i was sharing with the young people here the other friday night these this small group of young people they're like they are seriously in this season very hungry for God that's a wonderful thing to watch and be invited into I love what God's doing with our young people but I shared this simple message with them that I said when when Jesus asked me if I wanted his life in exchange for my life I just wrote it on a whiteboard and I said well that that actually means my eternal security but it also means he wants to be my complete provision in this life i mean like economically he wants to be the lord of my finances he also wants to be king and lord of how i do relationship with people he also wants to be king and lord of my sexual identity and my sexual activity. He also wants to be king and lord of how I, you know, choose to um, honor other people. He wants to be king of all of me. And he wants to be king of all of us. And there's this work of the demonic that wants to say, as well, you know, judgment and disqualification that wants to come along and tell you, God, you're not acceptable. That's a lie. Father says you are in the death and resurrection of his son Jesus. He says, I've made a way. It's all right now. Just come as you are. Just come as you are. Now, there's a really heightened sense in the room right now of spiritual activity going on. When when, when the kingdoms collide, when when God is advancing his love, things happen. Atmospheres change. People's flesh gets uncomfortable. People's mindsets start to get real busy. Like, oh, I don't want to give up that truth. I want to hold on to this lie. Sometimes people even get like headaches because of that, it just manifests in your flesh. There's all sorts of heightened activity going on in the room. God's at work. God's here. His kingdom is here. I wanna, I'm just going to pray and then we'll, we'll get into some ministry time, hey? Why don't we just quickly and quietly, let's stand and pray together. Father, I thank you that through your son, Jesus, you have clearly both declared and released your kingdom agenda of love and reconciliation, overcoming the powers of alienation and separation. Thank you. Thank you that in this season here at the Vineyard, You are coming again with wave after wave of the work of your Holy Spirit drawing us deeper and deeper in to this relationship with you as both Saviour and Lord. And I ask that as every heart is just bowed before you in this moment, God, would you just bring the presence of your Holy Spirit and you would just bring the light of your spirit now to every heart right now every mind every bit of flesh bring the light of your spirit come holy spirit we welcome you we love you and we welcome your ministry here bring an increase now holy spirit of your manifest presence i pray come more and father where there has been a work of the enemy both at us and that we've agreed with where we have where judgment and disqualification has seriously like attacked our sense of belonging to you god and to the people of jesus the church father in your mercy come and break the power of that work and that strike of the enemy and we ask that you would push back against that foul work and establish your loving gracious kingdom in people's lives again set them free i just in the name of jesus be set free from all judgment and disqualification I set you free from it in the name of Jesus. And Father, just by the power of your Spirit now, would you just bring an increase, oh Lord, of even a sense of, you know, repentance in our hearts, God. Would you let the names and the people that we've judged and disqualified... pass before our eyes right now, Lord, that we might just, Lord, we're really sorry and we don't want them to be held captive by our junk. Please, Lord, have, have mercy and set them free and renew like King David. Renew a right spirit within me, God. Make that part of me new again. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We love you, Holy Spirit. Now, Lord, now, Father, please. I declare freedom in the name of Jesus over all who are here and all who call this place their home. And for those who are just passing through, I declare freedom in Jesus' name. Freedom from all those works of the enemy. And I declare belonging to you. You belong to God. Trust him this moment with your business. Trust him with that business that he's inviting you to say, please give that to me. Trust him, please. your tangible presence God increase that we pray and let the belonging increase as well We declare in Jesus name the people of the overflow are here today Lord